Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. In fact, I don't have a guest for this show. This is going to be a monologue. Uh, apologize that uh, Abhijit could not make it today. He's most likely to be here tomorrow at 9 p.m. and then again from next Monday, as always, 9 p.m. IST. So that is the update on Abhijit. Now let us take a quick look at what has been happening in this Hindenburg versus Adani powwow that has been going on. Now, um, if you look at what has happened, first the report came, then the Adani 300 plus page rebuttal came, and then a re-rebuttal of that from Hindenburg. And I'm going to share with you some of the things that Hindenburg has pointed out. And uh, let's, let's take a quick look at that, and then I'll summarize what I see. Hindenburg's statement was, it said that on the 24th of January, we released a report outlining numerous issues of suspected fraud at the Adani Group, the second largest conglomerate, blah, blah, blah. Hours ago, they, you know, this was the 400 plus page report. And then it said that, uh, you know, Hindenburg was the Madoffs of Manhattan. You know, these, these are all rhetoric. One thing I want our viewers to remember, don't get emotional about this. Even if Adani says, that an attack on Adani is an attack on India. Don't give such credence. India is far, far more than one group, one company, one individual. Don't let your emotion come in the way of your investing, especially your investing. You should be looking at the numbers and you should be looking at what exactly does it mean? Does it fit into your portfolio when you're investing? I just want to make sure our viewers understand you shouldn't have emotion when you are investing, when you are voting, unfortunately, <laughs> or when you are watching cricket, because all these three things you shouldn't have. It is just something that you are, you know, time pass, especially cricket. Other things you need to put some research into it before you make the decisions. Now, there is a very interesting comment that the Adani said, uh, the Adani report, rebuttal said, flagrant breach of applicable securities and foreign exchange laws. I don't think that is true. I mean, this is, again, the response was a little emotional. We can see that the Adani group is trying to say that an attack on Adani is an attack on India. That part needs to be kind of set aside. This is a group. They have some financials. Yes, they have 270 companies. They have a few things that are not quite lined up. For example, I'm going to share with you what ha what is happening on their FPO, further public offering. I'll show you the numbers also on that. So let's go to the next slide, please. They are basically saying what I just said, that, you know, they are trying to take the focus away from the operation of Adani Group, its companies, its investments. And, and they take square aim at the fact that his elder brother, Vinod Adani, has been involved. They take uh, mention, they make mention of multiple uh, funds for which they said that we have no idea who is the investor in here. Who are the investors? You know. I have seen this thing. It's like a feeling of deja vu. Whether it was looking at the NSE investors, National Stock Exchange, or at least in NDTV, we could figure out to a large extent. This is the same thing people do. Once it enters this dark hole called Mauritius, the names of the owners completely get disappeared. Whenever there is a fund coming in from Mauritius, whenever there is an uh, investment coming in from Mauritius, it is usually completely opaque. You, Mauritius will not uh, share the data. I mean, you can trace the money from Cayman Islands to, say, uh, Dubai to Mauritius, and then the trail will completely stop. 
So this is a problem that Mauritius uh, doesn't want to solve because clearly if they start uh, you know, revealing the money and the people who are behind the money, then their importance in this whole thing will just completely go unstuck and they'll be basically redundant and that, that, that economy will collapse. All this Mauritius thing is a tamasha that to try and shield the individuals and to give them a tax break in form of capital gains. These things the Modi government should really stop. I mean, participatory note that was discussed yesterday at great length when Ramesh Swami and I and Dr. Swami talked about it. This is the main problem. This is what is making the whole thing opaque. Otherwise, people would have been clearly seeing things as black and white and a lot of things would have happened very easily. So let's take a look at the next thing. We need to correct ourselves. Uh, I personally, I made a mistake yesterday that the investment in Adani Group from LIC was seven to 8,000 crores. That is not true. It is 36,474.78 crores. LIC came out with a statement detailing the data I'm showing you here. So that means LIC must have watched our hangout. That one is doing very well. It has gone viral. Thank you for your support. But this part I wanted to correct. This is the main thing that was corrected. So essentially what it means is the LIC did not get 5x, 6x return on their investments. It is a nominal gain. And the bigger question is when they invested 37,000 crores, what was the procedure followed? Remember that uh, even in during the times of uh, P. Chidambaram, we used to say there is a, in fact, there is an article in Sunday Guardian written, I think, by Professor M. D. Nalapat, where he said that he would just pick up the call and talk to the SBI chairman or LIC chairman and just say, you know, why are you not picking up this stock? This is very valuable. Essentially, what he was trying to do was to found a, find a counter buyer for some of the stocks that were being propped up using participatory notes. You understand what you're what I'm saying, if you don't, please read my latest book, Who Killed SSR? There is a section there that I discussed this also. There's also a, a section discussed in Who Killed My, uh, Who Painted My Money White? Also, there is a in section on money laundering, round tripping, and so on and so forth. The, I can only tell you, you know, mota mota what happens, but essentially that was the accusation laid in that article by Professor M.D. Nalapat in Sunday Guardian. Now, if the same thing is being done by Adani, why is it wrong? So that is the question that people need to ask. And the bigger question, and I'm coming, going to come to what is the status of the FPO. The bigger question is, is the LIC again investing more now after the Hindenburg article has come out? So let's take a look at the numbers. So this is a new revelation, an investment group from Abu Dhabi is going to be putting in uh, Abu Dhabi's 1.4 billion. I don't know if it is dirhams or what. It is essentially around 9,000 crores or, or so in that ballpark. Okay. So now the Adani FPO, which was trying to raise 20,000 crores, tomorrow is the last day. Today was the first day. Two days they have wanted to. This is the further public offering. They were trying to add more money. And the offer price was 3,250 rupees a share. Uh, right now, the share is trading at 2,870 a share. And so far, they've raised about half of what they needed to raise. So we don't know if uh, institutions such as LIC and SBI are going to step in and make up the shortfall of approximately 10,000 crores. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Now, the other question that people keep asking is, who is behind 
this hit job by Hindenburg. We can get rid of the slide deck, please. We're done with the slide deck. Who is who is the person or persons behind this hit job on Adani by Hindenburg Research? Well, again, I'm just going to say with facts, it could be anyone. Who who see whenever you are trying to mount um, an attack on a country or a government or an individual, you start lining up the ducks and then you'll start shooting. Get this salvo out launch this salvo, so on and so forth. Now, the BBC salvo was the first one, but if you really take a look at that video and try to parse it, it's a lot of content from NDTV. So this is like, you know, irony. And the company that Adani buys, its content is being used to basically take down Adani's benefactor, Narendra Modi. And, and we don't know what's going to come in the second uh, uh, installment, but because India has banned the first one, it's a given that it will ban the second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on and so forth. So the intended audience for BBC is basically lost. I don't think Modi or uh, India will care what somebody watching this show in South Africa is going to decide about India. Who cares, right? So like that, who is behind the uh, hit job from Hindenburg? Well, one obvious reason is that there are people who knew the facts and they said that it took them two years to compile the information. Hindenburg has done hit jobs like this in the in the past also. So it's not something new. And they, they, could, have, they could have taken some short positions and then they could have offloaded and make a kill, made a killing. Nothing stops anyone else from doing this. If you have money, you can do something like this. Practically, um, on any group, because if it, it is my contention, I could be wrong. It is my contention that several groups that have you that exist in India. You take Reliance Group, you take Mafatlaj, you take uh, Z Group, whatever be the thing, it doesn't matter. Whenever they have these group uh, companies, they all did the same thing. They all used their stock as asset to go and get the next tranche of loans. They they basically uh, pledged their stock. In fact, we have told that Pranoy Roy had pledged his stock more than once. That was the interesting part that we had pointed out. Yet the man walks free. Nobody has touched him. So the, 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 the irony is, even after all these things, you know, Indian justice system is not quite up to what I would expect uh, as the right punishment for the right crime. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Let's let set this thing aside. As to who could have been behind this hit job. The nominees are many. There are people who have done this thing as when they were in power, such as the evil genius. That person could be behind it. There are also people who have told that the evil genius would take hours of walk with Anil Ambani in the launch of the said evil genius's house in Jorbar. And they'll be just walking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I believe that uh, the evil genius even um, uh, even uh, represented Anil Ambani in some of his cases because he is very quick to put on his lawyer hat and try to use his networking to try and get the right kind of outcomes. I'm just saying this as a personal opinion, of course. So. It is possible that that could have been another way that, you know, there is a rival group that might be interested in taking down the Adani uh, by a notch. I'm not saying I have any proof of this. All I'm saying is these are the nominees. 
anybody is going to do this this is this is something that happens all the time notice how when uh, india's covaxin product was getting evaluated in western europe as well as in united states so many roadblocks were placed in fact i don't think the vaccine is still available for use in the united states pfizer has essentially made sure that uh, they have kept out uh, bharat biotech i think bharat something uh, i don't remember the name of the company i'm talking you know who i'm talking about covaxin uh, manufacturers so what i'm trying to say is this hit rivalry is something that is common in the industry you just have to look at what data you have are there any lacunae are there any deficiencies also i see that in today's rebuttal and you should look at that uh, rebuttal from hindenburg research they are squarely saying that you know there are many violations of the adani group such as failure to disclose that we know the adani had taken positions in many of these companies and said that that is in violation of united india's laws and so on and so forth since when has violation stopped anybody from violating and and today i think uh, sebi came out with a, a ruling that you cannot have naked shots i don't understand this naked shots should have been banned a long time ago 2008 when the great recession happened united states banned naked shots to understand what naked shots are you can just start google naked shots and you'll understand what that means but i don't want to go away from this discussion if you have any questions we can now take them now mandar kani <laughs> good question mandar which side are you on i am on data side <laughs> listen it, this is not unusual at all okay to me i am kind of now amused when these kind of hit jobs take place because if you look at ndtv fraud if you look at what happened in nse i had said that uh, up to 33% of the owners in an 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 nse are you know entities from mauritius who there is a veil of uh, secrecy after that the same with hdfc bank the same with icici bank access bank yes bank no bank whatever bank there are lots of people who have done something similar the question is what is it illegal and if so what are the laws that are being broken anyway so that is what my point is mandar i don't want to take any sides in this adani group is perfectly capable of uh you know uh, uh, uh <coughs> defending itself and and i i find it very interesting that adani should drag the name of uh, india into this don't get this emotion in let adani group survive they'll be a better company once they come out of this mess there was no free fall today the thing went just went up and down but somebody else has put in some money so you have to have faith in the system let adani group wade its way through was their response right i don't think so that was a very uh, but then in in their defense they put up 300 pages in close to 24 to 36 hours you know everybody tries bluster okay i'm glad they are not going to sue hindenburg in the united states that would be a major mistake you are better off trying to focus on finding out what are the things that you have done wrong go back to sebi and say there, there were some of these things done pay the fine clean and move on adani is a very important player now in india's infrastructure and you know other projects so this is just my take again i'm not saying that what adani did was right or wrong all i'm saying is i see the data there are merits uh, uh, in in the hindenburg research 
how they come out of it is something that they have to figure out. Like, like I said, there are no saints in the Indian industry. And in fact, if you be, you know, Harishchandra, you can never succeed in the Indian market because there are so many conflicting rules. You break if you do this. If you don't, you know, you you you're just beja fry. You just do what you have to do and then deal with it using your chartered accountants and corporate lawyers. That's how people work. Otherwise, you'll never do business in India. Next question, uh, Mandar again. Who do you think is Adani's rival business group, Pixar Lawyer in Delhi? Uh, Mandar, I don't know, but there are the standard stable of lawyers that everybody goes through. If it is Supreme Court, Abhishek Manu Singhvi, Kapil Sibal, P. Chidambaram, uh, Mahesh Jetmalani. Uh, I, I, I'm just giving you some names here. So these are the these are all the standard go-to people. Is also I think uh, uh, Salve Haresh Salve is also there. So these are the people they'll be, and they will essentially take the case for you. They are just going to look at what they are, they have uh, faced with and they'll make their arguments based on that. Next question, please. Mr. D. Sir, I was watching Jaipur Dialogue video previously and the guest said that this is the third attack on Adani Group after their ports acquisition. Is there a chance it's a Western move to hurt India? Uh, look, if you do something hanky-panky and if you have foreign investors, they are going to ask you questions. How do you think the FPI and the FII is coming into India? It is coming in based on the premise that India's accounting systems are good, they are reliable, they are fair, and they can be defended in a court of law. The problem with India is in any of these things, there is always some leakage. For example, in NSE, when SEBI came out with their original report, they deliberately, in my opinion, omitted to mention the word fraud, F-R-A-U-D. If you don't mention fraud, okay, then what happens is it is easy to set aside the uh, report. And that's exactly what happened last week. The SEBI appellate uh, tribunal said, no, this, they, they, they took away many of these things. None of the people are going to jail. There's only a nominal 100 crore fine for what one thing that they found as being uh, valid. The, the the whole thing uh, and and I, I in fact three years ago I had put a monologue saying that this is a this is a sham of a finding from SEBI. Why I said that was first of all the person who wrote the whole time member is somebody is somebody known to be very close to Mr. P. Chidambaram. Okay, even today that one guy who was Chidambaram Sancho Panza in the bureaucracy is still not touched. He goes by many names. Himalayan yogi for one. So how do you start? Where do you start fixing this thing? But there are known crooks who are in very high positions today in the Modi government. And I am amazed, gobsmacked that uh, these people are not shown their place, which is essentially out retirement and then let the law do its job. Dipankar Devnath wants to know, can we have the data facts in layman's language, sir? Dipankar, the layman's language is that you have, let us say, four companies, okay? And all these four companies under, they belong to your uh, group. You are the, so the same person who is the promoter. Most of the time, what happens is this is the habit in India and nothing right or wrong. I'm just saying you what the habit is. They don't bring in professional investors to the first shot. They usually have family, Dalmias or uh, 
Birla, Startup, whatever it is. And, and they will be having all these four companies. There'll be one holding company that will be overseeing these things and everything will be controlled typically by one individual. Okay, now what happens is that this one individual will want to need money to expand into a new sector. Let's say 5G technology looks very, very promising. I'd like to get into that. How do I do that? So for that, they need to raise money. What do they do? They go up to these four companies, the four uh, other companies that they already have in the group. They say that, okay, I have 20% of stocks in this company. Today's share price of this company is at this point. Therefore, this, this times multiplied by this is so many crores. I'm going to use this stock as a security to raise money from a bank to open my fifth company. You with me so far? Fifth company. Okay. So what happens then is everything is fine as long as the share prices of these four companies keep climbing. Once the, fair, the share price falls, what happens is the bank gets concerned. Wait a minute. I gave you 200 crores. Now the, the asset that you gave me is worth only 150 crores. You have to pay me 50 crores. So they can't afford to do that. So then what do they do when the market doesn't support them? These four companies, right? They will start trading, selling and buying each other's stock to make an impression, to create an impression that everything is fine with that company with its share price. This is a game. This is something that is not allowed. But the SEBI never catches anyone. See, this is the problem. Okay, I hope I uh, explained this to you. Dipanka, you can tell me yes or no. Raghunandan wants to know, sir, in USA, companies like Google and Apple, etc. also, and their rigged offices are in Bahamas. Your view on it. Raghunandan, <laughs> before I even started P-Gurus, okay, I, there used to be a website I used to maintain called 3ir.com. I've deleted all the data now. It's not there. I had a very active blog. I used to blog on LinkedIn also. In fact, there is a a name for this called tax inversion of the fortune 500 companies it is my bet that 450 or more are all now headquartered outside the united states uh, there was a time when united states corporate tax was 35 percent and then you add some state taxes and you are close to 40 45 percent taxation and then you go and look at states for some breaks essentially the effective taxation was close to 30 to 35 percent very, very high number. So what did the United States companies, such as the Googles and Apples did? They incorporated themselves in a lesser tax country, such as Ireland. Ireland had only 12% corporate tax. All of a sudden, everybody headquartered themselves in Ireland. Then they came up with a complex transfer pricing. All the intellectual property of Google would immediately be owned by this company in Ireland. It was a very complicated web of structures that they created to avoid paying taxes in the United States. The black and white truth is that 99% of the innovation, maybe 90%, let us be generous, of the innovation in Apple and Google came from its employees in the United States. And they still didn't want to pay taxes. So two things happened. Under Obama, the corporate taxation rate was at 35, but when Jack Lou became the Treasury Secretary, he made sure that Pfizer could not do the same route. So Pfizer was trying to be uh, um, to acquire a company, much smaller company that was headquartered in Ireland, and then do what is called as a reverse merger. Let that company buy Pfizer out so that they could 
take care of the same thing, tax inversion, it's called. But they stopped that. When Trump came, he reduced the corporate tax from 35% to 20%. He simplified the business tax code. That should have made many of these companies to come back. No, nothing. Not a single company has come back. Because they still want to take that 12% to 20% band and they want to still make you know, margins out of it. In fact, Janet Yellen, when she became the uh, Treasury Secretary under the Biden administration, has been trying to enforce Western European countries and US to all have the same corporate taxation of 15%. I don't know if that has been successful or not. I know Dubai has used to have 0% corporate tax. Now they have been forced to up it up. I think they brought it up to some number. If somebody does corporate taxes in Dubai, they can explain where they are. But essentially, people are now being forced that you have to um, pay the same amount of tax no matter where you are. That's one way. Now, Apple wanted one-time tax break so that they would bring in all the money parked outside of US into the US. But in, in return for this is in trillions. And in exchange to doing that, they wanted to pay only 5% taxes. And the Trump administration said no. Why? Because a similar move was done several years ago by the same company and they did nothing after that. They went back and invert. So essentially what it is, is people are always, they are so big now that they can influence the senators, congressmen, this, that, and, you know, get their way. Let me put it that way. You know, with, with the congressional election cycles once every two years, the congressmen, women are in permanent electioneering mode. So they don't even have time sometimes to read on what bills they are voting up or down. They are completely reliant on their aides to do the homework for them and give them a one point uh, say say yes or no. And that will also be uh, you know factored in as to whether a certain lobby group wants you to say yes or no, how much money that lobby group has pledged and so on and so forth. So this is the sad fact of things. Next question, Rajeshwar Dorai Subramanya. What has Modi got to do with this? Nothing. And, and if Modi has whatever, you you know, known influence that Modi has exerted, that has been brought out in yesterday's hangout. For example, I told you that uh, Modi had insisted to the Sri Lankan government that for a particular project that it should be only Adani who should be bidding there. That was something that was claimed by the Sri Lankan minister. Ferdinando, I think is the name was. If you go back to yesterday's hangout with uh, the Dr. Subramanian Swami, in the description section, I have given the link. So you can go and read the entire story. Next question, Sanjay M.A. Sir, is the Adani group the only one doing this or are other business houses using Mauritius? Everyone, Sanjay. Why would you not do it? Tell me. This is a huge loophole that the Indian government has provided for you. Participatory notes bringing money into Mauritius-based companies using participatory notes. This is something that has been well discussed. Dr. Swami has been talking about this for donkey's years. See, sometimes people don't understand and, and they don't remember what are all the gems that he has brought out. He has been saying forever that the P-notes should be banned. And in fact, today the P-notes are bigger in volume than ever before. And, and how do you how do you stop now? There's always a way to stop this. But this government, I don't think anybody has that intellectual gravitas or the testicular gravitas to withstand the shock, that one-time shock that the stock market will suffer. 
but it will help in the long run. I don't know when it will happen, but I think things are snowballing up to that. Next question from Santosh Kiran Sulake. Thank you, Santosh. Sir, what is your opinion about Reliance as well? I have a story to tell, guys. 1990-1991, Chandrasekhar government was formed. And this is a first-hand explanation from Dr. Swami. I want to tell you all. When the uh, cabinet formation was about to be done, the, the expectation was that Chandrasekhar would be the prime minister, Dr. Subramanian Swami would be the finance minister, and few other people. He was clearly the senior most person. There was Devilal, of course. Devilal was the deputy prime minister. But to Dr. Swami's surprise, and much of this stuff is in Swami remembers PMs, and there is one on Chandrasekhar. You can go and watch that. I'm just trying to recollect from memory what happened. So when Chandrasekhar said, uh, came out with a list, and Swami came to know, I think, from a newspaper article, his name was not there in the list of ministers. Swami got really upset. He said, listen, you have 45-50 MPs. I have brought you 225 from Rajiv Gandhi. And Rajiv Gandhi has come and joined your uh, given support from outside for your government based on my word. And he told me that I have to be a minister. Otherwise, this is a no-go. If you want to take a chance, go ahead. So for three, four days, he would not pick up the call from Chandrasekhar's office. Chandrasekhar himself tried. And finally, he sent one of his businessman friends who took a car, came out to Swami's house and uh, said, first, shake our hands. We don't mean anything wrong. Please, uh, Chandrasekharji wants to meet with you. So uh, Swami got into the car. He went and met Chandrasekhar. Then, you know, sorry, I am so sorry. I can't, uh, I, I behaved in a way I should have not behaved. Then Chandrasekhar gave him three portfolios. He said, I can't make you finance minister, but I can give you law, commerce, and justice. That is how that played out. After that, some other things happened. I'm not going to go to that. But then Dr. Swami said, why are you preventing me from getting the finance portfolio? And Chandrasekhar said, oh, people are complaining that they are afraid that if you become the finance minister, you will go after all the scams of Mumbai companies and so on. And so on. By that time, uh, Dhirubhai Ambani and the Reliance Group had become quite big. So he came to know that it was Dhirubhai Ambani who said, don't make Swami the finance minister. He remembered that. Then, if you remember 1990, late 1990s, you know, Y2K was all the buzz. Everybody from India, like companies like Infosys was growing by leaps and bounds. They were providing people to help uh, look at their Y2K code and so on and so forth. Some companies did go public in the United States. And one of them was Infosys. And I think there were others also. I don't remember all the other names. But Reliance tried to go public in NYSE or NASDAQ, I don't remember, one of the two big stock exchanges in America. Well, Swami never forgets a slight. It is believed, I mean, he told me that he did this. He actually flew down to uh, New York and explained to the board the kind of mess that the Reliance Group companies are in. And that stopped the Reliance Group from getting listed in NASDAQ and NYSE. I don't think even today they are listed. So lesson learned. What I'm trying to say is there are companies that do the same thing. It See, when the SEBI, which is supposed to be protecting stockholders, shareholders' interests, is not doing its job, 
all these things are going to happen. SEBI is toothless, it is sleepy, it is biased, and it puts generalists in the place for where technical specialists are needed. It's a crying need. They don't even understand how computers work. So how do you expect them to understand a crime committed using software or using, uh, you know, fast pipes and so on and so forth? This is a, you know, it, you require some uh, technical grounding to understand how data moves, what happens when a sophisticated exchange is transacting uh, sales and uh, purchases and uh, buys and sales and so on, and, uh, you know, transactions of shares. And then India has already jumped into F&O, futures and options without quite understanding how much those things can impact the industry. Today, everybody sits at their home and they have become a day trader. You don't understand what are the underlying dynamics behind it. So that's a problem. So this is something that afflicts many of the companies. Next question, Pinky Bakshi. What is the name of Adani Group linked with only Modiji government? Why is the name of Adani Group linked? Well, this is something where somebody has been made a target of the target may be Modi, but maybe the messenger is Adani. Maybe they are trying to make Adani be close to Modi and then say that it is because of them that, uh, you know, uh, because of Modi that Adani is getting all these contracts. We don't know. Adani seems to be getting contracts not just from BJP government, but also from other governments. How do you explain that? So this, the, 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 the mistake that many are doing is to say that somehow we have to shore up Adani's stock because Adani under assault is India under attack. No, 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 not at all. Krishna Kumar wants to know, how can we be confident when investing in Indian stocks? If it's open to this sort of exploitation, I'm really happy that you're talking about this as I expected. You would not. Krishna Kumar, you go back to look at my C Company book and all the, uh, when the book was released in Mumbai, for example, or Bangalore, I went at length to explain to you, especially those of you who are putting money in systematic investment plans, do your homework. Look at the mutual fund into which your money is going into. Make sure that that, one, that fund has a solid track record of giving year after year returns. And, and I have done this thing at a great extent. See, some of you probably are now becoming familiar with P-Gurus and YouTube and myself. But if you look at my body of work, I have done a lot of work on this. India's stock market is very shallow. Only 150 to 200 shares get traded every day actively. 5,000 listed shares. It needs to be 100 times that number. But those things will not happen until SEBI becomes really powerful in the sense that they, they, they are the holders of truth. SEBI is for you, the shareholder. They need to argue for you. They need to protect you. Is SEBI doing all this? I bet you not once have I seen anybody, any SEBI chairman come out and say, this is what it is. And uh, we, are, we are always for the shareholders. They think no end of themselves. Vinod Vidyadhar wants to know, what is SEBI doing all through Oh, I'm sorry. Is it SBI? I think it's SBI. One second. What is S what was SBI doing all through? Don't you think they have a role to play? To uh, I think this is SEBI. SEBI, not SEBI. Yes, SEBI has always had a habit of waking up after the horse has bolted. Uh, it is a work in progress, I'm afraid. And I'm told that the current SEBI chairman is trying to do something about it. Well, trying to do something about it doesn't even start 
you know, explaining the thing. You can find out what are the whole time members being appointed. Are you doing lateral appointments? No, then I don't buy it. If you're going to bring another Babu, they don't have the depth. They don't have the technical news to understand the kind of shenanigans that is happening in the market. Sorry. Ishwar Vanigalla. Venigalla. Ishwar Venigalla. This is normal. Uh, but thank you, Ishwar. But we need to see who will be buying up Adani shares to get into the board. That is hostile takeover. So do you think which fund country is behind this? Read the Hindenburg research. You may agree with them or you may not agree with them. But whatever arguments they are putting out, they are making it on basis of facts. They are telling you the companies that are questionable, whose ownership is questionable. So you need to understand that. And and again, uh, for the most part, Adani investments, I think there are SBI and uh, LIC investments in there. But retail investment is probably 2 to 3%. It is not a big percentage of investment. So I don't think any problems with Adani Group will affect the public. This is, again, my two cents. I thought LSE was a lot less than what it turned out to be. So there may be some sleeping problems. There may be some hidden things. You know what? Much worse happened under the UPA. Today, at least, there is a fair amount of work being done, a fair amount of scrutiny being done of all these things. And then it will set itself right in, in, the, in the due course of time. GSRA GOP. Have you taken any shares from Adani and or do you plan to buy? No, I don't own any Indian company shares. I got my hands, uh, fingers burnt once. That is how this whole thing about taking on the NSC, taking on the C company, Cabal, all this happened because of my experience doing it. And I said, enough is enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. I, I will not buy any shares in India. I've done some American depository receipts which is not really a shared transaction. It's just you buy it for some time and then you skip it and you, nothing happens of that. So I don't have any shared position in India. All right. I think that brings us to end of today's program. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to click on the bell button for notification. We've been looking at our uh, you know, profile of visitors who come to our channel. And what we see is that 60% of you are subscribers already. There is 40% of you who have not subscribed. May I urge you to please subscribe to our channel. We are doing our best to stay factual on the data. We don't have any political ambitions of trying to support one horse versus the other. In fact, today's Daily Global Insights, uh, if you have not watched it, I urge you all to watch it because a lot of new information has been shared and, and we'll continue to do this thing. Think of it like this. Whether it is I or some of our panelists, we we all love Bharat Mata because that's what made us what we are. And and some of us are citizens of other countries. We love our other countries also just as much. And we want the best for everyone. Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. Everybody should be happy. Peace and happiness to all of us. Thanks for watching again. Namaskar.